You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk podcast. 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 Hello? Is this Johnny Danger? This is Johnny. What's hey, up, man? man? <laughs> Johnny Based Danger. Based for the crown out of Austin, Texas. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I live in San Antonio, Texas, but Ooh. yeah, the band is from Austin. <laughs> People tell me San Antonio is their big metal town. Is that right? Oh, San Antonio is a huge metal town. Really? Why am I living here in Phoenix? Then? I have personally <laughs> enjoyed San Antonio myself a few times. Have you? Yeah. Is nice. it a metal town? You know what? Oh yeah. As far as Texas goes, yeah, for sure, man. What are we doing in Phoenix? Then we got to move to San Antonio. They don't have Rob Halford. We all yeah we have we have Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being on the old guys talk metal sometimes punk podcast. I know you're a little hungover still. Happy New Year's. <laughs> wow. Happy New Year's, guys. Thanks for having me on. Are you on day two of hangovers? No, actually, uh, I fell asleep like at 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Right. So I slept I slept through the New Year's and I stood up some people. The last one I had to make it up to them. Oh right. Oh that explains uh, it, man. Was peanut butter whiskey yeah. involved? Peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> no, just cheap whiskey. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Like Boone's Farm and stuff or <laughs> oh, old crow. Uh, like Kentucky Deluxe, like, you know, you get a handle for like ten dollars. Yeah. Ooh, it sounds yeah. brutal, man. It sounds brutal. My, for mine for me it's PBR, man. PBR gives me a hangover. You know why they sell handles like that? Because you can shoot a gun and hold the hold the whiskey bottle at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, man, I mean, we're listening to the crown, a great band. And I was I was talking I was talking to Sean here, my co host here. Why aren't these guys bigger, man? These songs are like brilliant. I was really digging them, man. I'm like, I love this band. <laughs> These guys are great. Some deep darkness. You know, it, it, it's really weird because we have, like, this weird following of people that, like, fly from different cities to see us, get tattoos. But we're still, like, this unknown band. So yep, You've done know, a like, lot of like, touring, though, right? You, you've toured the world, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've played, we've played in South, we've played festivals in South America, we've played in Europe, we've played in the UK. Let me tell you uh, something. We've toured the US many times. It's much better to be the best unsigned band than to be the worst signed band. Aye, that's actually very true. And I think we've reached a point where we don't really care to get signed. If, if it makes business sense, we'll do it, but we're not in a rush to get some kind of record deal and expect us to like be superstars, you know? We're I mean, kind of already past that. I wouldn't, that ex- I wouldn't expect shit from anybody. I just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, all you're going to be doing is own record companies and money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Who wants yeah, to get indebted to a record company, you know? Unless they're really cool, like Napalm Records or Nuclear Blast. <laughs> Somebody like that who lets, uh, like, the, the label that lets the band be the band, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, and actually, I know some bands. Yeah, I'm nuclear. Even they tell me, like, dude, it's not really even worth it. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, you know, man, we can still get by with little tours here and there. And we've toured with some pretty big bands. I don't know how much you guys know about our history, but we've toured with Hell Yeah. We've mm-hmm. toured with Orgy and Flaw and uh, with David Ellison from Megadeth. So we can still kind of get by yeah. basically being an independent band. And I think the future of music for any band nowadays to be independent, I think, with, with the social media and with Bandcamp and all these different outlets to get your music out to promote yourself, I think that's the way to go, man. And then you never compromise your music. I don't know if, if I'm right or not, but that's how I feel. Oh, yeah. Dude. There's, there's so many tools now that people can use to expand and 
reach new audiences. They just have to put in the work and actually know how to reach out to people. And, and But it, there's so much nowadays. I don't know how 20 years ago bands would do it. You know, how would, I would imagine it'd be even more difficult back then than it is now. They just teased their hair and, and stood on the Sunset Strip. Well, they right? also have publicists, too. <laughs> they have publicists out there doing the work for them, you know what I'm saying? And it's different nowadays. You know, nobody cares about putting a flyer up on, on, on a post in the street corner, man. <laughs> it don't work right. that way. Yeah, yeah, you don't really see that much anymore. No. I mean, some people just try to be old school, but, I mean, you guys are doing pretty good. If you I mean, can't put up your own posters, you don't belong on stage. It's true. That, that is true. You got you to do the legwork. So you guys, I mean, you guys are sponsored by, by Virus Vodka, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that happened a couple of years ago. They haven't really done much for us lately. <laughs> Why didn't they send you a case of vodka for New Year's? They probably did. <laughs> I wish. And I'm actually sponsored by a tequila company called Demetrio Tequila. Uh, oh. They, uh, uh, The owner, Sean Riley, is actually a good friend of mine. He sponsors us, so he does uh, gift me a bottle every now and then. So, got to give him a shout out. Cool. Plus, it's tequila. It's better than vodka. It's a lot better. Yeah, better. Oh, yeah. Two, three shots, and I'm already wanting to fight someone. <laughs> well, I mean, tequila you can drink warm. You can't think, drink vodka warm. I'm sorry. I prefer oh, my dude. chilled, shot, my friend. Shots of vodka is rough, man. <sighs> a warm bottle of vodka? No. Warm bottle of tequila? Man, sure. Not no bad. Not bad. I'll go. I'll, yeah. <laughs> So you're also endorsed by <laughs> Shatter Guitars, right? And DR Strings, right? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, I got endorsed by Schecter this year. Ooh, uh, Schecter. They, they came out to the whiskey when we were playing there with the uh, 69 Eyes and Wednesday 13. We did that tour. And uh, they, I guess they liked what they saw, and they, they decided to uh, sponsor me, endorse me. Uh, they've been great. They've been awesome, you know. Uh, I, I I appreciate free equipment. So yeah, it seems like they really support like independent bands too, Schecter. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the roster they have, and it's really a lot of musicians that you don't even think about that they have. You know, I feel like Corn is part of their roster, and it's like oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, the R strings. I I like you know the colored strings, and uh, just happens when we were signed with Pavement, our manager kind of linked me with uh, a DR rep, and they decided to you know to give me that sponsorship as well. Well, that's I mean that's cool, man. I mean, it's good to get it. Yeah, I mean I'm glad they're endorsing independent bands, bands that work their butts off to make it happen. You know, and that's cool. You play with Sixty Nine Eyes too, one of my favorite bands. Had them on the show a few times. Yeah, great band. If you've never heard yeah, of them, yeah, go check it out. Of- they were a lot of fun to tour with. Uh, there's some some crazy guys that like to party, and uh, that was a really fun tour. That's what I hear. They love the party. So I see a picture yeah. of you here in corpse paint. Is that true? Corpse paint. Which picture? Uh, I don't want to be me. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> talking about, oh, yeah, the, talking we, about the video. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, typo negative cover we did a year ago. Actually, it came out a year ago. Uh, we basically reenacted a whole bunch of other rock stars. You know, I did like the King Diamond thing. We have uh, the, the Pantera kind of costumes in there. Just kind of paying homage to the original I Don't Want to Be Me video. Okay. Very cool, man. Very cool. So when you first started playing bass, I mean, what, what influenced you to play bass and get into music in general when you are growing up? Uh, well, 
geez, you know, I was just a teenager in high school. Uh, it was just kind of, you know, if you like rock metal music, it was just kind of the thing to do, you know, pick up a guitar. No one wanted to play bass, you know, to be honest. That's not <laughs> not nearly as sexy as playing guitar. So yeah. uh, at first I started off with guitar, uh, just jamming out with friends, high school. Then I kind of noticed like, oh, well, no one, no one really plays bass, no bass player on here. So kind of started messing around with that, but never really took it serious. And then uh, when I met Mark, the singer of our band, singer-drummer, he uh, we became friends. We kind of met the music scene. Uh, he told me one day he was going to start his own band, and he needed a bass player, and uh, I, I kind of hopped on it and kind of went from there. So I didn't really take it seriously up until about six years ago. That's when I really made that my, my main instrument and dedicated myself to it. I mean... Yeah, it's not as sexy as a singer or a guitar player, but the bass is, is awesome. I got to think of tell that to John Paul Jones. Oh, John Paul Jones, Billy Sheehan, <laughs> Steve Harris, Sting, <laughs> Sting. <laughs> he brings up Sting. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> so I mean, who were some of your influences as far as playing and growing up and getting into music? Who who really inspired you to start playing music? Wow. Oh, geez. You know, I, my first metal album ever was Iron Maiden, Somewhere in Time. There you go. Uh, Metallica. You know, the main stuff. Uh, Pantera. Uh, I had two older sisters, and they, they were really into metal when I was, you know, nine, ten years old. Uh, every, you know, Corn, Marilyn Manson, stuff like that. Uh, really, really inspired by the theatrics of the business. Uh, Rammstein. I love I love a great show more than I love great music. If that makes any sense, not taking anything away from the music, but if you can put both of them together, that's yeah, like bands like uh, like Ghost, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to be entertained, you know, visually and uh, as far as like. You know, you go to a show, you don't want to just hear music. You want you want to be entertained. You want to go see a show. Well, I mean, your name is theater. Johnny Danger. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not as not as uh, glamorous as people might think it is. Johnny it's it's a long story from high school. I've had that nickname since I was fifteen, and it wasn't because I was a badass or anything. It was really just a joke. It kind of took on a life of its own. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 I mean, the metal music, if you want to be entertained, I mean, and they still do it today, bring the big stage show, Maiden pulling out their entire stage show back in the day. Whether you like Kiss or not, Kiss is still doing these huge shows, you know? And it's oh, just, yeah, dude. I, I don't want to go to a show and see somebody just sitting there with some weird dancers lip syncing to something. I don't want to see that. You don't? I know. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him dancing around like goofball. I don't want to see that. You don't? That's not what I pay for. I mean, I, I would go see the Cure. I need to stand in one spot, but it's a Cure. Different yeah. story. We, we want to see King Diamond kill babies. That's what we want. <laughs> I don't know about killing babies. <laughs> That's what he does, though, right? I mean, he pulls it right out of the crib. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I've never seen that. I'm going to have to look that up. Well, what actually, in his latest story, he did pull the kid out and threw it down the stairs. <laughs> 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 That's King Diamond, man. What do you want to do? He's King Diamond. He can do what he wants. He's King Diamond. He can do what he wants. I think. Yeah, I think he's, he's earned that. That's right. right. He's not Gwar. And plus, just, he you know. plus he brought back Merciful Fate. So we we'll give, we'll give it that. Yeah. So you currently have your your 
your your album out there now, but you're working on the second album, right? And you just put out a single on Spotify called Creed. Is that right? Right. So uh, we uh, we released that. Apparition's already been out for about three years. Yep, Apparition. Uh, yeah, uh, we've been touring that album quite a bit. Uh, we're still kind of torn between what we want to do. Uh, we might have an opportunity for a re-release. I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to talk about it. Okay. Uh, so we might do a, a remastered re-release of Apparition because a label wants that. Um, but we're still, it's still very... Uh, nothing really is official set in stone. It's just very early in the stages. So okay. uh, as far as Creed, we just kind of got bored with the whole quarantine and COVID stuff. So we wanted to do something that we're like, hey, you know, we got this song. Let's just make a video for it and kind of put it out there for, for people just to have something new. Uh, working on the second album, taking our time, not rush like the way things are nowadays. Who knows when things will go back to normal? So it's just like, uh, yep. let's just take our time and make sure we put out something we actually like, not just rush an album for the right. sake of rushing an album. Well, that's what I was saying. I was watching all the videos and everything else the last couple of days, and you guys really put a lot of thought and effort in. I don't, not only the music, but the video of bringing across the message you're trying to tell in the song. In my opinion, that's that's what I felt. Apparently, we got and I was really, I was really impressed, man. I mean, it's, it's excellent. The music is fantastic. The yeah. videos are really cool. You guys have, you also have the look, which is great. It has to be a full, you, you kind of get it. The band has to be a full package from music to the look, to the videos, to promotion. You got to be the full package. And they're doing it. To the exploding cod piece. No, no exploding cod piece. <laughs> uh, not yet. Not His yet. name's not Blackie Lawless. Come on now. You know where it's wasp cod piece. This is my job to make these kind of jokes. Sorry. This is his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, man. You know, uh, I take a lot of pride in, in our image and everything we do and the way we conduct ourselves and what we present out there. You know, we're not just a band. We're a business that we want to sell ourselves as the best way possible. We don't definitely want to make sure our videos are high quality, our music the best we can put out, our image is the best. You know, you don't, don't want to just half-ass things and expect people I mean, people will understand that you guys got it. You you guys are a band, but you're also a brand. Yeah, definitely. definitely and the people that think, are, the people they know that are worried about that next gig at the local, you know, the local pub or whatever, don't worry about that. Worry about promoting yourself, getting your brand out there. And we all know the internet is king. And we know people are super critical. Yep. So oh, why yeah. put out something that somebody could be critical of when you can put out something good? Yeah, why rush it out the door? Right. You know, and uh, I mean, truth be told, someone's always going to have something negative to say about anything you do. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't really worry too much about that. And I, I also believe less is more. So, you know, if you play a show every weekend, who's, no one's going to care to see you after three weekends, you know? I less mean, more. what would you rather be doing, I, making music or making 20 bucks? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean how many? Yeah. What, what do you get paid at a gig nowadays? You buy five thousand dollars in gear, you drive fifty miles, spend a hundred bucks on gas to make fifteen dollars. I don't, you know, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Nah, it's just, yeah, it really doesn't make sense. You know, it, that's just time that you're better off focusing that energy on networking and building your brand and building your concept, your theme. There ain't nobody going to shows right now anyway, so. No, but I mean, you do a lot of, people are doing the virtual shows too now, but. Yeah, but come on. 
I know, but and they're selling tickets there. I guess they make money doing it. Anyway. I guess I don't know. I seen that the the marquee opened up again, and they got Buck Cherry playing down there in Steel Panther <laughs> for the drive-in nice. dine-in concert. What the hell's that? Come on, people. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know about that. But what? what so when are you releasing this album? Is that later this year or trying to go for twenty twenty two? The new album. Uh, originally, we had planned it for for this year, but uh, man, that's it's really up in the air right now. Just depends what happens. How if you know, it, it really doesn't make sense to release an album if we can't put a tour behind it. Yep. So if we can get like a, a good tour, maybe second half of the year, we would probably step on the gas pedal for releasing an album. Yep. But if 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 it, if it just seems like there's no tours this year or nothing really big, uh, then we'll probably just take our time and release it when it makes sense. Well, make sure you give uh, us a call. A if you're on your way to Los Angeles, give us a call. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. LA, LA, Phoenix, Vegas, we're, we're kind of on San the San Diego, yeah. Yep. Well, we played it with, in Phoenix this year with uh, last, well, last year now, I guess, with uh, 69 Eyes at, uh, what was the name of that venue? Uh, was, was, it the, was the marquee? Crescent Ballroom? Ah, oh, man, I can't. Well, you know what? I got the freaking poster right here. Let me just look at it. <laughs> Club Red. Uh, where are you at? Club Red. Yep. Mesa. Mesa, Arizona. That's Club Red. Yeah. Club Fire. Red. We saw Ginger yeah. there recently. Why wasn't I not there? Yeah, we saw Ginger there. Like, no, not recently, but. Before the pandemic. We Why didn't. wasn't I there for the 16 and you guys? What, what was I doing? Yeah, what the hell <laughs> were you doing? Where were you at, man? Come on, Bob. I could have possibly been drunk on Chief Vodka. I'm not sure. It's possible. Right, we could have gone drunk together, man. We could have. She's passed out in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> we love like 10 minutes away from there. Get a party going. We know we the lay of the land. <laughs> well, next time you come back, we all get drunk. And has tacos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We'll promote the show. You guys do that. Yeah, promote the show. Can we come on the radio show? Stay on our sofa. <laughs> the sofa's always open. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, hey. man. I mean, I think it's a good idea to remaster and re-release the first album, in my opinion. I think that'd be cool. It's a great album. I mean, I don't know. People say remastering. Like, what are you going to do, really, to remaster and make it even better? I mean, what? You tweak it a little bit? I don't I don't quite know what they do when they remaster things. You're going to compress it and EQ it a little different. Okay. What I is- think, you know, the, the, the awesome thing is, you know, you, you kind of release an album, three, three years go by, and you play it so much, and you start to think about, like, oh, we could have done this differently, or we could have maybe tweaked something in a, in a song. Sure. So it, it, it really ends up, you play it differently live than it is on the album. So now, if if we do get to remaster, it's a, it's an opportunity for us to even re-record some of the tracks and add those little things that we can hear playing it. That you know, just just make it stand out a little more. Hmm. Uh, stuff we can add to tracks like that. Uh, you know, you just don't. I don't want to just release an album, the same album over again, just a little bit. You know, just audio is different. Like, oh, let's try to add a little bit more, change the little vocals a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually excited if we can get to do that. And I mean, it's maybe, already a, br- a to me, it's a brilliant album anyway. I mean, already as it is, <laughs> maybe tweaking. Thanks. I mean, I'll have to sit down and listen it again to hear a little tweaking, maybe later on. <laughs> what I hear when the, when the remaster comes out. We probably wouldn't notice. It's hard to say. You would because you're like you're a sound engineer. Well, there is he, that. He yeah. would notice in the heartbeat. <laughs> 
He always gets on me about little things. Can't you hear that? No, I can't hear it. <laughs> you know? But being a musician, knowing it's your song, you'll know that's different right there. And it sounds better. Oh, yeah. Well, it you depends know? on who mastered it, too, because you could have stuff coming in too hot. You know, it's just it's just over-compressed or whatever, and just it loses its dynamics. There's there's things that are there, for sure, you got to think about if you're going to remaster it. No doubt, no doubt. And besides, uh, if everything's going out now, if you mastered it for CD, it's going to be different than if you master it for, say, Spotify or something like that. Yep. There's different. Yeah. There's different things. So, if you master it and it comes out at a certain level, and then you put it on Spotify, their compression algorithm will kick in. And it yeah. sounds different. Sounds different than you intended. Yeah. I always ask all the artists about this. What do, What do you think about Spotify? For me, it's a promotional tool, and that's it. I think any kind of social media streaming platform is a promotional tool, and you got to take it for what it's worth. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah, okay. We, we wish we would get paid more money, and obviously Spotify's making a killing off of bands, but unfortunately that's just the way the game is, and you gotta got to learn how to play ball. Right. That's it's not true. like they're handing you a dollar every time they played it on the radio either. No, no. That's nah, true. You get and then, and then of a penny. Yeah, and then what? Where's the radio these days? So, well, this yeah, not, it's, it's pretty much non-existent if you listen to FM except for our show, which you play anything damn well, please. Um, ad nauseum, yeah. Ad right. nauseum, yeah. <laughs> so, tell me, when you guys are writing a tune or writing any running a new album, who how is the writing process? Go, who's the main songwriter in the band? Oh, well, uh, it's kind of hard to tell because apparition album was basically like a greatest hits of songs we've had for years okay so and it was a different lineup back then now we have rick and anthony as our guitar players mm -hmm. uh they will probably do the majority of the writing and then we can sit down and kind of play with what we want what we don't want and tweak it from there but i would say mainly anthony is a phenomenal guitar player so he probably give him that responsibility to to do the writing duties and then we can dissect it so we just bring you pretty much a raw couple raw tracks so you guys work off of that yeah i mean no, no idea is a bad idea if y'all sit down and play with it we can make it into a song and then we can better have 20 written songs and then we can kind of cherry pick which ones we think fit the album My okay. opinion, at least. Makes sense to me. Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. It sounds like, a, yeah, I mean, right, yeah, you have 20 songs and like four good songs, and then you have 20 good songs you can choose from. That way you can maybe make, you know, well, if you can't play them in this album, maybe we'll save them for the next album or whatever like that. Or you yeah, may or think, or yeah, maybe that wasn't so great, you know? It is, I don't know. A B-side would work, too. Some songs are just live. So how do you feel? I was talking about something earlier about this, about people just putting out nonstop singles, not putting out albums. You know, I can see the way it is nowadays. I guess the modern promotions to put a single out, put a video out, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's also... I mean, not many people buy CDs nowadays, so I guess the idea of putting out an album might not even be... I mean, that might, that might be a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah, is it, is it even feasible anymore? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's a different animal than back when, like Sean and I were growing up. It's a different animal now. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, if you like, you know, if you like the, the Kiss song, you had to go buy the whole album, or 
eight track or whatever. Well, you could buy you could buy you the just, cheap forty five. <laughs> nowadays, you can just buy the song and ignore the other ten tracks on the album. So it really is like, well, what's the point of even putting an album out? People just can cherry pick what songs they want to buy. That's true. I mean. And well, the, the other thing about putting out singles is that you have the opportunity to to rememarket yourself completely again and again and again and again. As yeah, opposed to putting out a, putting out a record where you just you do ten tracks and then you've done the promotion. You've I know you've I spent feel it takes away from the cohesion of the album. Like you're trying to tell a story, so you don't get the full effect of what the album is start to finish when you listen to the album. You know, but uh, who am I to say? I mean, whatever works for the bands in this modern world is what they need to be doing maybe it's the era of the short story bob and it, yeah but it's the, i mean it's the whole it's the whole brand like i said earlier sure so and they and the crown has got all that going on so kudos to you, you know, guys and, well thanks <laughs> well I, I always tell this to musicians look what, what works for the crown might not work for your band what works for your band might not work for the crown so maybe some bands it's feasible for them to release a single every three months and that keeps them going Maybe for some bands, it's better for them to just release an album every year, every other year. I don't know. There, there is no perfect formula for this business. It's just kind of trial and error. Okay. It's trial and error, but those people that learn from their mistakes to learn, well, maybe we'll try. This didn't work, so we'll do this instead. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, it, lot of people it, never it, learn that lesson. It's just like you can't beat a dead horse, man. You can't expect the same nah. thing, the same result. You constantly do the same thing. And if you don't promote yourself, you mean like I'm, my cousin the rapper? But yeah, cousin, yeah, still trying to be a rapper. Uh, it's like if you don't promote yourself like daily, you have to do that. If not, go find somebody to do it for you, and see your same vision as you've got. That's my two cents. Because yeah. uh, that's true. That's, it's twenty twenty one people. We're not living in the seventies anymore. You know, your band, your it's your baby. You have to feed it and nurture it every day. Ooh, feed it. People just think people are going to randomly find you. They're not going to randomly find you. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way anymore. You know. <laughs> no, you have to you have to make something come on the security camera that makes the police want to look at it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just another security camera up there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Got to turn the spotlight in your direction, in my opinion. Uh, that's a great analogy, actually. Uh, I'm going to use that one. Go ahead. I mean, and hopefully bands can realize that. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, what can I say, man? Your band is brilliant. You know, I love, I love all, the, I love the album apparition. I love the songs. I love the videos. I love the thought you put behind everything. I love you do your social media promotion. You're Bob keeping it top of it. In short. Oh, I just, I love the crown in short. I love the, I love the band. I think it's great. I mean, it blew me away. I'm like, why are these guys not, like, huge? I don't know right, so what's going on here. Well, let's take a moment here for shameless self-promotion and ask yeah. them exactly where do we yeah. find you guys in every platform? What do we do? Help us. Uh, well, you just type in The Crown on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, usually it's The Crown official. Crown with an E-D at the end. Uh, not Crown. There is a Swedish metal band called The Crown, and yep. we get... Yep. Mistaken. We don't get mistaken for them. We get asked if we're Swedish. And I'm like, do I look Swedish to you? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's Crown with an ED at the end. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube. You know, you, you can type in our name on Google and everything will pop up. 
Uh, and they could buy the album pretty much in Bandcamp and pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere that you can buy music or stream music, you will find us. Um, the, the weirdest app, we're even on Napster. I found that out. So. Napster! <laughs> I haven't heard that yeah, name in a long time. Exists. Yeah, shout out to Lars. <laughs> shout out to Lars. <laughs> Thanks, Lars. Yeah, thank you, Lars. <laughs> So listen, people, go in there, buy buy the apparition. Yeah, check it out. And it's fantastic. Check out the videos on YouTube; they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and follow them on Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram, all these places. Whatever you can what see. What the hell them. else are you doing with your life? What else are you days? doing at home? Nothing. Yeah. You're wasting <laughs> your time yeah. until you go check out the Crown. That's what. That's we're right. Yep. So It'll support them. Buy life. the yeah. Buy the album. Buy the merch. When they finally get out to go see him on tour, hopefully he'll come to AZ again and we can sit down and have some tacos and tequila. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Dude. We, we'll definitely go back to Arizona. Totally. It's nice and warm over there. It is. That's not too bad. It's quite warm. So Johnny Danger, <laughs> the crowned, thank you so much for being on Johnny the podcast Danger. today. We hail you. Keep on doing what you're doing. What you're doing is fantastic. Say hello to all the other guys for us. We look forward to a whole new album in 2021 or 2022. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. And uh, yes, definitely tacos and tequila. Got Next it, got we're it. We're in Arizona. Absolutely. And a couch, right? And, and a couch. couch. Yeah. And the couch. Got a big sectional couch, huge. <laughs> yes. Sweet. <laughs> sounds, sounds amazing. All right, Johnny, you take care. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Thank you for being on all again. Right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.